All right, Rich Casanova here. We are set for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show with our billion-dollar Buckhead view from our Pro Business Channel studios here in Atlanta. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking all things uh, insurance, which is um, always a hot topic, always uh, in terms of uh, local, global, but from the individual perspective. Uh, we have a good friend joining us, a longtime member of the Buckhead Business Association. Uh, so stay tuned. It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. All right, Rich Casanova here. We are set for this episode of the Buckhead Business Show. And joining us in the studio, as I mentioned, a longtime member of the Buckhead Business Association, uh, Buzz with one Z and Mecca Amber with one C. Correct. That is the uh, the Scottish spelling, not the Irish spelling. Right. Ninety percent of people do with it. They either put two Z's in your name or two or two uh, uh, C's. Right. Yeah. I grew up with it uh, with two Z's, and my wife said she uh, didn't want to marry a sound effect. So I, <laughs> that's a good I, one. I ended up I ended up with one. That was forty six years ago. Yeah. Though. And it's Casano with one S. But besides all that, yes, let's jump into some real topic here. So as I mentioned, we're going to be talking all things insurance, which really permeates uh, from a government perspective, from, uh, I mean, society, um, and obviously from the individual, the corporate perspective. I mean, what are your insurance options? Um, and before we get into that, so a little bit of um, background about uh, Buzz. So this is a family business in the insurance since 1893. Your grandfather, Fred T. McComber, uh uh, started this whole right? He did, and uh, he and my dad, uh, who took over the business uh, after World War II, grew it into one of the largest independent agencies in Michigan. Michigan, yeah. So it was, um, uh, and my dad retired from that business, and I'm actually kind of the second iteration. Okay. I think they're looking down on me saying, well, we finally got him, and he finally saw the light. So, right. Um, and, it's an um, opportunity to help a lot of people. And I was born in Miami, but you went to Miami University in Ohio. In Ohio, I did. I did. I, I was well, first time I heard that. I'm thinking uh, they got somebody got uh, off the rails there and got lost. But meanwhile, but you also served a naval officer uh, shipboard out of Norfolk, Virginia. I did, and uh, we actually took a tour uh, on Guam after that, which oh, really? was great fun. Um, temperature never went below seventy and never above ninety in the yeah. two years we were there. It's funny because um, we've known each other for a long time. I didn't realize some of this backstory that, that we have in common. I spent some years up in Virginia Beach and worked at uh, Norfolk there, so um, we may have crossed paths. But then also fast forward, so you did a number of different um, uh, career positions, including uh, a sales leader, uh, managing relationships with uh, Gartner. Uh, largest clients were GM, Sara Lee, Ford, Chrysler, Coca-Cola. My uh, yeah, my background is generally working with large companies. I actually started my career with IBM and working with uh, large corporations, and I got to see firsthand the issues that a lot of their people faced in trying to uh, care for their families. And it's uh, it's a real challenge, particularly today. And speaking of family, so two other points I thought was interesting from your bio here is uh, you're also involved in uh, uh, working on Habitat for Humanity, building homes, and mission works in Tanzania. It was uh, through our church. Uh, it was um, uh, a little bit serendipitous, but we had a magical experience over there. We've actually, I've actually been to Africa 
uh, four times. And wow. I would go back tomorrow. It was uh, a wonderful opportunity to work with people that are the most friendly, um, open, and hospitable that you can ever hope to meet. We may have uh, you back or make some introductions for our um, upcoming episode of Nonprofit Radio talking about Habitat for Humanity. It's a great, and I have a, a very good friend of mine who's one of the leaders down there, and I, I would uh, absolutely bring him uh, along with me because he can speak much more eloquently. I'm, I've <laughs> been right. mostly a Sherpa for it. For <laughs> Sherpa, nice. <laughs> All right, and then finally, uh, before we jump into our subject matter here, you're talking about family. So uh, you and your wife, Kimberly, married for 46 years. Wow, yes, that's, indeed. that's impressive. Uh, is that all in a row? Or, uh... Uh, yeah, it is, actually. Yeah, we've survived all this time. <laughs> Kelly and Nick over here are like, are seriously, did you just say that? Yeah. Well, I know um, Rich well enough. He can say that. Yeah. So you're the parents of three wonderful children, now enjoy six grandchildren. Yes, Dang. indeed. And, and uh, the good news is none of them are here. The bad news is none of them <laughs> no, are here. here. Right, yeah. so we get an opportunity to travel. Uh, we're, yeah, we're... Well, we're actually, parts of the country are we're actually getting ready to do our Thanksgiving East Coast Swing. We okay. have um, our daughter is a principal investigator at the National Cancer Institute, and she and her husband, who work for NASA, live in Bethesda. Oh, wow. And our daughter, who actually now works for Gartner, she worked there longer than I have. This is her 20th year. Dang. And uh, she's up in Fairfield, Connecticut. So, And we have a son in Chicago with two kids. So we yeah. have two in each place. Wow. It's interesting. So from the insurance perspective, the family business, the legacy continues, but but now, even on the corporate level, uh, father to daughter, the legacy Who continues, knew? right? Yeah. Who knew? And actually, That's, my older uh, brother, both of my older brothers, um, we all were at IBM at the same time for a little while, and we all were at Gartner at the same time for a little while. I, I think so. there's a there's a book in the works here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But let's let's jump now into. Um, so we mentioned the insurance industry just. Uh, uh, you know, has tentacles in so many places, and it can be complicated for a lot of people, right? But we're focusing today on two underserved areas of the insurance marketplace. Uh, one is uh, health coverage for the small, medium-sized business, which is um, close to our heart, our middle name being business. So talk to us about that sector of the insurance well, industry. It, it has been a struggle because insurance costs have, as we all know, I mean, there's no new news here other than maybe some data points that... Uh, you know, individual plans have gone up over 50% in the last three years in terms of premiums. For families, it's worse. It's over 60%. And recently, there's been a lot of talk about, oh, premiums aren't going up. Uh, you know, it's 2 or 3%, and everybody should be celebrating. But what that ignores is between 17 and 18, for the marketplace, um, the most used plan, which is the silver plan, went up 64%, wow. well, 49% in one year. So insurance is expensive, uh, and people are struggling to figure out how to cover the even the basics. And that's what I've elected to focus on is really the basic routine day-to-day -day coverage because that's what we need most. Yeah, because as I mentioned, it can be complicated for the individuals, for the companies. Um, you know, what do they need? What is the best uh, uh, opportunities there? Sure. A lot of people see it maybe as just a commodity that there's not, you know, there's only one option, right? Well, there are, and, and that part, of the part of the problem with the industry is there are too many options. Okay. And so what I've elected to do, and it's a little bit um, unusual for the marketplace, uh, I've elected to really narrow my focus to two areas. One you mentioned is the limited medical plans for individuals and companies. And then the second is the long-term care marketplace. And it's really not strictly long-term care because that market is broken. So I've... I've, I've well, why, why do you say that? Well, 
long-term care started out, and in the early 2000s, they were selling 750,000 policies a year, and people were thinking, this is you know, the answer to my problem. But what has actually happened is people are living longer than they uh, were expecting to. Um, medical costs have gone up a lot higher than um, they were expecting to have happen, and the industry drove and the policies actually drove people in to using long-term care facilities, and they're very expensive. So what's happened is the the industry has gone from over 100 carriers down to about 12, Wow! and they're all losing money. So uh, it's a use it or lose it. The traditional long-term care market is a use it or lose it proposition. What I mean by that is if you... Uh, sign up for a policy and you happen to unfortunately die before you need the benefits from the policy, you've lost all that money. Right. The hybrid life long-term care brings the two together, which to me is a very economically efficient way to protect your investment in your own health and in your coverage. Well, I got a couple of follow-up questions that I, I should have mentioned as well, that uh, Nick, our engineer, is here in the studio. He may have a question here a little bit later in the show. But um, but back up for a second about this um, uh, long-term care. I mean, yeah. it, it's somewhat self-explanatory, but for the people that have heard the term, may not know about what are the misnomers to that, or how well, would you kind of define that, right? Is long-term it, care is... Uh, First of all, you have to be certified by the medical community, and it's a standard process. Um, but, I mean, what is the be, insurance coverage? I well, mean, the insurance it, coverage is generally a fixed dollar amount for a certain period of time. Um, and it goes, or it can be coverage up to a certain dollar amount for um, use at, in a long-term care facility where you'll get housing and meals and medical care and if you are in a memory-assisted facility, if you have Alzheimer's or dementia of one kind or another, there's a and, and many times we think about these in the grandparents and the elderly, but sometimes, unfortunately, it happens with someone in a tragic situation. So it can. It can happen um, due to an accident. It can happen due to an illness. Um, think about the kids with the um, AFM. Right. Have over those, some of those children are going to need long-term care. Yeah. And that's going to be a very expensive proposition for society. But I think, like, the perception uh, might be for the general public, and I'm now speaking for the entire population now, sure. <laughs> right? But um, is that uh, we're going to wait until we retire to get long-term care. Well, and tradition, and this is the challenge with right. insurance. Yeah. People don't think about it. And it's that's very, why I want you to kind of educate us on well, that. Well, there's about two-thirds of people that are 40 and up haven't done anything right, right. about long-term care. Yeah. And if you listen to what, um, you know, government statistics, 70% of us are going to need long-term care at 65 or over. Right. So we need to do something. We need to have a solution in place. Be proactive. To, absolutely. And with insurance, uh, it's like any other kind of life insurance. The sooner you make that decision and engage, the less expensive it is for you um, on a long-term basis. That's the other joy of this hybrid approach. And we got lots more topics to cover here, but we've, uh, uh, let our listeners know right now. So as they're kind of tuning in, they're thinking, uh, I've got a question I want to find out more. You have an announcement from, uh, <laughs> as of just fresh off the uh, internet yesterday, last night, right? <laughs> hours about, ago. Right? <laughs> literally about 12 hours ago. And what is that? Uh, we did launch our website. Uh, this is a new endeavor for me, although I've been around the industry for, uh, I grew up in it. Since 1893. <laughs> it is. And it is uh, very simple. It is um, 
macomberinsurance.com. So it's M-C-O-M-B as in boy, E-R, insurance.com. And we've got information on uh, our offerings up there and, and uh, some of the, the knowledge that you'll need to make an informed decision. And they can also follow you for our business professionals on at LinkedIn, right? Uh, yes, although I don't have a whole lot of. Uh, I'm, I'm, What's your point of contact if they want to yeah, reach out a, to it's you? A, it's a good good way to get a hold of me. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so let's now talk about um, other areas. So the state of both health insurance market and long term care market we talked about. Um, so with this new endeavor, who are you looking to serve and add value? Well. Almost anybody in one form or another, but it, our our key issue is uh, folks that are in the gig economy, small businesses um, with you know fifty or less employees really struggle with healthcare. Okay, and about eighty percent of what I'll call our daily medical or routine medical needs uh, don't have to be uh, handled in a doctor's office or the emergency room. And we, you know, it's like driving a Maserati when you can use a bicycle, right. uh, you know, to, to get the care that you need. And it's very, it's qualified care, it's effective, uh, but it's really expensive. If, and you have to wait a long time, generally speaking, to get in to see your doctor. And the, the other thing that's crazy about it is you don't know what it is going to cost you when you walk in the door. If you walk into your doctor's office, you have this crazy little thing called surprise billing. <laughs> really? You know, it's, That's actual a term, so, industry term so, now? <laughs> Rich, I want to sell you a car. Right. And, and I want you to, to get this car because I know you need a car to get to work. Right. And you're going to drive off the lot with the car, and I'm going to send you a bill for it afterwards. But I'm not going to tell you what that bill is until I send it. And you have to pay it. And if you don't pay it, I'm going to put you into medical bankruptcy right. or auto bankruptcy in this particular example. So... Um, that's what's happening today in so much of our uh, marketplace, and we have uh, uh, really discovered that th- there is so much uh, about affordability, accessibility, and dependability for uh, medical care today that's not being handled well, and we're bound and determined to fix that. And that's why I'm. That's why I've picked this particular segment. All right. Um- so small, medium-sized businesses, um, restaurants are a great example. Okay. Let me give you an example just this morning. Um, I, I met a woman who has started a company. She has four people on staff. She's providing benefits to those four right. people, but she has 1,000 service providers that are wow. 10, 1099 people that, oh my gosh. that she schedules. Why would she do that? Well, <laughs> well it's, it's actually a very lucrative business. No, I was business. just, yeah, it, it I'm, fills, I'm impressed, I'm impressed. And, it, and it, I won't go into details yeah. to who it is, yeah. but it, it fills a great need for families. Okay. And she can do nothing for those people. Right. And those are, a lot of them are young people, and they have no health coverage at all. Speaking of young people, looks like uh, Nick, our engineer, has a question here for you. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know, how does technology play a role uh, play a role into all of this? Well, it plays a role in a variety of ways. <laughs> One of them is the infrastructure we create to handle the program. So the way we like the, and the way this limited medical program works the best is we have an 800 number concierge for an individual to call. Something goes wrong. You don't feel well. Pick up the 800 number, make the call, and they'll do a triage with a senior EMT or physician's assistant over the phone, tell you exactly 
you know, what they think might be going on with you, and they'll direct you after that. So you won't have a question in your mind, do I need to go to the ER or can I go yeah. to my local drugstore? Right. And so they'll tell you what to do, and they'll communicate that. We have about 2,600 locations in network, about 70 of them here in Atlanta, where you can go and get care on a routine basis. And uh, if you have an accident, you may need to end up in urgent care. Or if it's really serious, they'll tell you you need to go to the ER. But in any case, we will communicate using technology. We'll communicate the um, results of that initial triage to the next level provider. And all of that, um, and then you're, then you're into the medical system, which, of course, is technology-based um, in a dramatic way, and that changes every day. Absolutely. So um, I don't know if this was really on our agenda or if it impacts, um, you know, in your, in your, in your space. But um, actually, ironically, yesterday we had a conversation on uh, our Capital Club radio show, and they were talking um, about the whole medical industry. And one of the points that they brought up was the guy was telling a story of he brought his daughter into um, the hospital. They had that surprise conversation. You need to write us a check today, right? And he's like, yeah. Bill, you know, in the past it was build an invoice. And it's like, but beyond that, then they got the prescription and he went to, uh, say, Walmart. And it was like $8. And then at the local drugstore, it's $80 for the exact same prescription. It drives, what's the- it drives me crazy. Well, you have um, a number of factors at work. There are uh, what they call the PBM, the pharmacy benefit managers, that sit in between the consumer and the drug companies. And they're the ones that negotiate with the insurance companies as to what you're going to pay. Right. And, of course, for that process, they keep a cut, which, of course, is a mystery uh, as to what that cut <laughs> right. is. You know, the, the whole thing, it's like a, it's like a black box. Yeah. It's, it's, like, um, it's kind of like the iOS operating system, right? You, you don't know what's going <laughs> right. on inside that thing. Yeah, right. You don't yeah, have yeah. a whole lot of control over it. <laughs> I uh, thought you were going to say the IRS operating system. Well, we don't want the too. IRS. There's no. No, we're no, edit no, that part out. No, yeah, no. we ne- we never spoke about no. this. Yeah, no, exactly. No, so, that's an eight hundred number. You don't want to call whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One eight hundred. Give me money. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's right. My brother was in the military. He used to say the government was always the first to collect and the last to pay. Right. My uh, my my bulletin board when I was working at Gartner had a a, a piece of paper on it. It said it was the new uh, IRS ten forty form, and it had two lines on it. How much did you make last year was line one. Line two is send it in. Right. And it's exactly. Kind yeah. of the reputation right. they have. Yeah, and we'll let you know when we get back to you, yeah, on, so, the, on your refund. Uh, but, no, it, it, it is a difficult market uh, for the individual to deal with because they don't know how much they're going to get charged. Okay. And we um, can help that. No, it definitely sounds like it. So um, so that's exciting news, just launching the website yesterday. And from coming, you know, full circle from the family uh, background in this uh, in this space, so um, I mean, w- w- you know, if you had to describe to someone your your mission with this, um, you know, who's who's underserved? Um, well, individual business people are clearly underserved. Okay. Um, companies that have are self funded, interestingly enough, that are large enough, they might have three hundred, five hundred, you know, ten thousand employees. Right. They pay for the routine day-to-day stuff that they're, they negotiate a contract, but they, they pay off their bottom line the expenses for those people to go and see the doctor. Right. And then they have a catastrophic coverage on top of that if somebody gets cancer or needs a transplant or something. 
And the, the challenge is they have the same problem. They get the surprise billing of somebody going in. They have all these tests that they need. And so we can help them manage those costs much more effectively. And essentially, I won't say it's fixed cost, but right. it's as close to fixed cost as you can get in this uh, marketplace. So I like that. Um, restaurants are a great example. They have right. a lot of uh, help that um, you know can't afford the major group medical. That's another another segment is there are folks that can't afford the group insurance uh, that their company offers uh, because the the deductibles are high and the premiums are high. Their their contribution is more than they're willing to make. We can help them um, you know sit on, fit in underneath that and have some coverage. Yeah, and and um, this idea of what sets you apart. I mean, and uh, obviously being on a business uh, talk show format, uh, a lot of our audience are those business owners, um, employees, and so forth, thinking about those decisions. Uh, and you know, there's always that open enrollment where they need to make a decision, right? Right, right. Um, but along that line, talk to us about uh, retention. Is this a tool that you see for companies? Well, absolutely. Because sometimes you know, a lot of uh, families. Um, they look to you know, they could pick job A or B, but if this has those the right the insurance. If you listen to and look at the results of any survey, whether it's in the political arena that we're experiencing today, whether it's uh, employers, uh, the so- Society for Human Resource Management, um, you know, indicates that ninety five percent of employees have health care benefits as their number one issue. So it's extremely important to the to the well-being of the employee. Um, and so an employer that can't afford to offer benefits to their people because their margins aren't high enough right. is at a real loss in recruiting. Yeah. So, And it's the same thing. You can reward loyalty with retention. So as a business guy, and I've spent my you know 40-plus years career in, in a wide variety of businesses. So According I, to your bio, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, I've touched a lot of different uh, business structures. And so it gives me the, the experience to sit down with a business owner or a business leader and strategize as to the best way to deploy what we've chosen to focus on that will help their business function more effectively. And that's, yeah. that's what's driving me to do this. No, I, I feel your passion. Um, and so let's go back to like Nick's point when he's talking about um, technology impacting the industry. Where do you see uh, disruption there? With you know apps or uh, especially you know different generations, they're not. Um, it's not maybe what it used to be. You go down to your local insurance office and sit in the office right. as a space, right? We have a, we have a website that will enable an individual and, and let's take this pool of a thousand uh, providers. Right. Um, we'll have a website that they will be able to sign up for coverage on their own. Now, really, right I, there. I, I like to touch those people yeah. because that's the way I'm built. Right, right. Um, and so I will touch those people. But on the same, by the same token, there's going to be a lot of things. If they need to make a change to their policy, right. they're going to be able to do that right online. Yeah. And and to me, that's uh, you know that's a real advantage. And the internet makes it capable. I mean, my website is uh, mobile optimized. Everything is set up. So nice. Look any, at you. Any platform <laughs> that you're on. You're going to be able to, uh, you know, access the content in a way that's uh, most effective for that for that platform. So um, one thought I hadn't thought about. So you know, obviously your website, um, we'll post that on the uh, on the show as well, so people can and give that out one more time. Just uh, it's, at midpoint. Uh, www.macomber.com. 
Insurance.com. Keep it simple. And again, for our listeners, you're listening to the Buckhead Business Show here on the Pro Business Channel with your host, Rich Casanova. And uh, shout out to the BBA. Uh, either Maybe at the end of the show, give us a little BBA update for the Buckhead Business Association. We'll give a little plug for those, for those people that may not know. Before we do that, uh, in terms of insurance and your website and your license, um, so are you bound by geography? I mean, because obviously are. there's license for Georgia yes, and so yes. forth, right? So yeah. Give us so, some of those uh, so geography. I'm licensed for Georgia, um, and that's my primary focus. But uh, by the same token, it is very simple to me. If I find a company that has a significant installation here and might be headquartered in South Carolina, Florida, Tennessee, whatever, uh, it's uh, literally a 48-hour issue for me to be able to um, you know, become a, a, a non-resident licensee in that particular state and be able to handle them. So it's uh, the insurance industry works well to enable us. But I, I'm a big believer in focus because that gives me the opportunity to provide the best service, and that's what I'm all about. All right, looks like Nick has another question here. Yes, from sir. A, from a young, youngster's perspective, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, you talk about the importance of technology. Do you use uh, social media at all, like uh, Facebook? Yeah, how does that impact you? Well, uh, we, will use, we will have a Facebook page up. Um, LinkedIn is, is uh, a great media for uh, business-to-business, yeah. business, um, but not so much for selling. Right. And so um, I will look for other people that we can help through LinkedIn. I have a pretty good-sized LinkedIn following. But uh, on the other hand, um, I think the web provides most of what we're going to need. And Twitter has a, a, a name that uh, I'm not sure I want associated with, with my business. Buzz and Twitter or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you buzzing and yeah. he's Twittering? Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> but, um, but to Nick's point, that's a good point, is that not just for the young, young, younger generation, but uh, grandparents, the whole, you know, all generations are spending a lot more time. You, it, it's awesome that you're, if, you're, if your website is mobile-friendly, that's key, right? That's a game-changer. So if they're on that mobile device and they surf over to um, – uh, I, I 100% concur on LinkedIn. We're very passionate about that. They chose the same colors that we have. LinkedIn chose blue and white like we did, right? It's a, it's a great platform. I have yeah. you know, four figures worth of uh, connections <laughs> right. on there. And, you know. well, and that's that's the point. So for these companies, the HR people and so forth, they're making decisions. You should have some conversations on there, right? Because yes. for those platforms, and but and on Facebook – because uh, they're thinking about their family policies and their kids, right? Exactly. And so I agree. It's not about selling, but it's about um, one, two points. One about education, and what we call the Tom principle. You know what? Do remember what Tom is, uh, uh, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, top of mind. Top, of, top mind. of mind. Sure. Very good. Of He's been it's been studying here. Yeah. yeah. Well, the top of mind marketing, right? Because it's exactly. like um, when you hear that over a period of time, it kind of pings, and you like. Oh, Buzz. Oh, yeah, I've known him. And now, you know, what, in sales, how many put, touch points is it? Well, it's as many as you can have, but at, Typically least, seven. at least seven. Yes. Right, yeah. So yeah, they may not exactly. hit your website seven days a week, but at some point, LinkedIn, I heard, I saw his website. I heard him on Pro Business Channel. Pretty much, you know, uh, Buckhead Business, Georgia Business uh, Radio, Pro Business Channel, you're, you're good to go. You're set. Well, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and this, uh, you know, this show will be a, a foundational part of uh, our social awesome. media launch. There you go. Uh, nice tie in. I, nice I, good I tie in. Love, I love what you got. Well, and I've, I've been a BBA member. Yeah, talk to uh, us about the BBA for those well, folks that are not. I, I love the Buckhead Business Association. I've been a member consistently for north of 10 years. 
and the programs that they offer, both in the community involvement, but the opportunity to help one another within the business uh, community in Buckhead is uh, is fantastic. And uh, we, we have uh, the holiday party coming up for the membership. We have the annual luncheon coming up in January, right. where we have Rich McKay from uh, the Falcons is going to be our primary speaker. And he is uh, he always brings uh, a great story, and, and uh, hopefully the Falcons will have an even greater story than they have now to tell. <laughs> uh, but with the new stadium, the new stadium is, right. is magical. Um, uh, it really so is. So impressive, uh, right? So... Uh, we're, we're thinking about opening the roof on our uh, studio here. Yeah, a grand idea. I don't know how the seventh floor would feel about that, but <laughs> well, you could, you know, lights and mirrors. Rich. Right, exactly. That's what you <laughs> okay, I don't know how we went off the rails there, but but um, the B, uh, finish with the BBA. We got about two minutes left or less. We want to get more one more plug for you and a call to action. Your best elevator pitch, all that good to kind of round things up. But talk to us about um, again. Um, so the Buckhead Business Association, really de facto chamber of commerce for the, for it, Buckhead, right? It it is, and and I was uh, part. Of, I live in Brookhaven, so I was part of the original Brookhaven. Yeah, cha- the inaugural. Chamber. I saw that, right? Um, so I'm a, a believer in that, and the the Buckhead, the BBA forms a, a similar kind of service opportunity. Okay, uh, for businesses to connect and and enhance themselves, and it's done in a. Uh, a non-aggressive manner, if you will. Uh, you know, there's no like, cage fighting involved. There's no <laughs> cage fighting. And the other thing is the weekly meetings, to me, add an enormous amount of value. Uh, as a matter of fact, the speaker that we had today uh, at the meeting just before this right. uh, was the individual I referenced when they had a very small company but a large number of service okay. providers. And it's a question of just understanding what their business is and how we can help. Yeah, and just getting insight outside of the bubble that you're in, right? Absolutely. But that's that's every Thursday morning uh, here in Buckhead. The venue may change. So we're going to keep it kind of green, uh, 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 not time stamp it here, but uh, a breakfast meeting every Thursday. Third Thursday is after hours. Yes, indeed. Right? They do those signature events, the luncheons, the uh, the annual Taste of Buckhead. So uh, oh, ch- actually check them out uh, at BucketBusiness.org. Yes, and the Taste of Buckhead that we just had uh, down at the Stave Room was um, just Fantastic! The food was great, and it was a huge turnout with a band, and it was an awful lot of fun. I go every year. Yeah, and uh, it's not just the adult beverages that make it fun either, yeah. No, it's the people. They- <laughs> it's like everything else in business. If you don't do it for the people, you're in the wrong place. Great finish here. So, uh, so Buzz, one more time. I uh, would folks find out to you what's a call to action or any advice you'd well, leave us we're, with? we're out to help companies become more effective and individuals to have that peace of mind that insurance brings. Because so many people, uh, and we're looking to serve people. It's not about me. It's about the people that we serve. And that's the foundation of our business. And so our our goal is to help individuals, small businesses, and large businesses manage uh, this segment of the benefit structure that they're bringing to their people more effectively, uh, both cost-wise and also in what we deliver. Well, Buzz, uh, on behalf of the Pro Business Channel, the Buckhead Business Association, Rich Casanova here is our honor to have you in the show. And uh, just fascinating to hear you uh, continue the fam- family legacy. Well, I don't sit well. I've flunked <laughs> retirement, and uh, this, is a, this is a great way to um, spend the, the latter part of my unretirement. <laughs> unretirement, absolutely. Again, we'll see you for the next episode. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. 
Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.